welcome, beautiful family, to Bianca's Holistic Way podcast. I'm your host, Bianca, and I'm here to share with you a sacred place from the deepest part of my heart, full of health, spirituality, and knowledge about turning our experiences to our purpose. We will be getting deep with leaders in health and spirituality so that you can become in alignment with me. Using the Coffee Enema solution for about two years now. Coffee enemas have helped me so much with my gut health, hormonal balance, leading to glowy skin, and no more of that bloating belly. Coffee enemas help with glutathione production and have shown me so many benefits. The Coffee Enema Solution is the sponsor of this podcast, and I specifically use their products as they are 100% Australian made, organic, and mold and mycotoxin free, which of course we all love. Check them out now at www.coffeeenemasolution.com.au. All of this information can be found in the show notes. Beautiful souls, welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode comes near and dear to my heart and one that you guys have been asking for a little while now. So a quick update on me. I'm still searching for my property. Trying to figure out where to live with sirs is not easy. Now I choose not to really live in fear around it. However, I do have to, you know, ensure that I'm out of mold, that there's low EMF and that there's no water leaks and it can be quite expensive. Sometimes it would be super easy just to move into a little old place for a while. But anyway, I am still going through that and then I ran into a little bit of a cold and now I'm back at it. So super excited to be here again and discuss today our inner child. Now, Healing my inner child has helped every single area of my life. It helps me curate compassion for myself and this deep empathy and love and even find a way to protect myself and something that I never really had before for myself. I honestly went through life really requiring some type of validation really from outside of me and often so many of us do. However, it's stored so deeply in our subconscious mind that we're not even aware we're doing it. So things like I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I'm not safe really were deep within my subconscious mind for many years. And so your subconscious mind starts being programmed from the last trimester of your of your mother's pregnancy with you until you were seven years old. So this period is really the most intense time for your programming. And it's why kids pick up on absolutely everything during this time. They are absolute sponges. So you'll see like with, they say the terrible truths and they're repeating absolutely everything. So this is the time where that subconscious mind is really created. Some people refer to this as the ego, the inner child, the subconscious mind, all different names for it. However, it's this consciousness that's basically created during that time and then stored 
and then we can only really access 5% of our conscious mind and 95% of our mind is actually subconscious and sometimes we have patterns or sabotages or limiting beliefs running wild in this area really stopping us from expanding and so The inner child is a stored memory within the mind and even in the body, and it creates this lens in which we view our adulthood. So everything we're doing in life really is can be being seen through this lens. And so if relationships in our early lives were not secure or our needs were not met, this can actually cause insecure adult relationships as we carry how we felt in our subconscious mind and this stores emotions in our body. Until we're willing to go back and heal, it's not necessarily about remembering, it's just about meeting this side of us and slowly starting to observe our life. And so we create our initial belief system in our childhood as well when we're super impressionable in these early years and unable to fully access our prefrontal cortex. So that's really important too. It's not fully developed. So it's where we're just grabbing onto our circumstances and creating patterns. And so we may create a pattern in order to be seen and heard that may be carrying out unhealthily in our life today. So The part of the brain which is responsible, I guess, for higher thinking and the ability to take other people's perspectives is this area. So, you know, we tend to then, meaning that we think that everything kind of happens to us versus knowing that it happens for us. So it's a really important, crucial time of our lives. And look, our brain is like, I think it's like 2 million years old, they say, and it's been in survival mode for so many years. And so it's really become a time in the era that we're seeing mental illness really on the rise because of all the different things in society, like all the toxins, the GMO foods, the sprays, the unorganic foods, the really busy lifestyle, the social media, just constant overwhelm on the body and the body can't keep up anymore. And this is why we're seeing such huge rates of issues for people and even disease, disease in the body. So it's a really crucial element. And what I found is when I met my inner child and I started to heal these parts of me, everything else started to manifest the way that I wanted to. My dream started to come true. I was just in this much easier nervous system, relaxed state rather than feeling this like almost clenching jaw all the time that I didn't even know I had. And it really affected not only my relationships, but my relationship with myself. You know, it's the most important one. And so some signs of a wounded inner child can be things like lack of trust, difficulty with expressing emotions, or maybe you choose to suppress emotions. Addictive behaviors like alcoholism can be signs of a wounded inner child in order to escape from a pain that we've perceived and a belief that we believe ourselves. And so we want to wash that down. Um, Binge eating and things like that can be a process of emotionally pushing things down rather than releasing, expecting to be saved by others or in relationships, lack of boundaries and jealousy, 
And most importantly, one that comes up a lot is this fear of being left or this fear of abandonment. And so these are really big signs of a wounded inner child that needs to be remet. And so, you know, where we see our inner child in our life is like how we respond to things, how we create. It's really our creative juices and like our inner child goofy little parts of us, the beauty in us, all of the innocence that we are. And it's also the times that we react or overreact in our lives. It's also the times where we don't react at all. And it's also repeated behaviors or patterns that we see occur over and over again. So how do we start seeing what's going on? And so now we know what the inner child is, how it's formed in the subconscious from childhood. And then we look at how we can actually start to revisit these areas and really make the transformation and start the connection. And so the first way that I love to do this is to start becoming the observer of your reality. This means noticing your triggers rather than running from them, seeing where they sit in the body when they come up. And so this can be a really tricky endeavor since the subconscious mind is a difficult one to access. It really is unconscious. So first things first, we need to uncover our limiting beliefs as we often are unaware that they even exist. So there are three ways in which I found that it's easy to do this. And that's really like through our emotional overreactions, um, insecurities and judgments of others or ourselves. So our, you know, our deepest unacknowledged insecurities actually come from the judgments of others as well. And just taking it in when that triggers you, asking yourself rather than then exploding or reacting, starting to observe these patterns of behavior that we're acting out as. And so this is a really special way to start digging deep into limiting beliefs. You can also check out the podcast episode that I did with Steph in regards to limiting beliefs, where I share a lot more about people pleasing and perfectionism and these main beliefs that we have carrying out that we are not aware that they're actually those. It takes doing this deep work to really take your power back in those situations and start realizing what's happening. And so, yeah, if we start doing the trigger list, we can start observing our life. It also then creates presence. So a lot of the times, and I've said this over and over on the podcast, but people are also living by stories of the past and they just use it as an excuse in their day-to-day life. The other side of the coin, which is really beautiful, but sometimes it's like an escapism, which is this form of manifestation where people are like manifesting their dream lives, but they're not enjoying where they are right now. And so when we observe, we also start to be present. And I want you to also just take a moment to see where you are in the room around you today. Look, have a look around. What are you looking at? Just that is presence being grateful for this moment right here, listening to me, taking this time to learn about your inner child, to like fully heal and transform your life. Like, wow, so cool. But oftentimes we're stuck in the past by old stories and we're never fully present. And manifestation is beautiful. I love to 
you know, put out my manifestations and create these lists and, and be creating in the world, I think it's so important. But the most important is to create presence. So triggers, observer, and presence in your life. Now, another way to see if there's any trauma that's happened to you as a child is doing an ACE test, which is an adverse childhood experience test. I was someone who was like, I don't have any trauma until I really started to dig deep and yeah, a lot of people think this as well and we block out these certain memories and we push them down and if we don't have any memories, then we're just like, well, that's just normal and sometimes it is but sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's a form of dissociation that's happened and when you do these this work and you start leaning into all of this, you become safer and safer in the body and the more you'll actually be able to ret- retrieve from these areas of your life. So something I really want to dig deep into in the future would be like repressed memories and that was something that through creating safety in my life, I was able to retrieve and remember some repressed memories that I had from childhood. So an adverse childhood experience test is just available on Google. I'll pop it in the show notes, but it's just a test that you can do a psychological test that can just let you know that where you could have little traumas or big traumas, and it gives you a score. And those with higher adverse childhood experiences are actually 70% more likely to develop a chronic illness as well. So you know, going back and understanding those parts and then turning that into compassion and protection for yourself, incredible. It's just a little window into how we can start accessing. The next thing I like to do is also ask people to see which attachment style that they resonate with. And so I just shared this on my Instagram as well, all the different attachment styles that are really just a theory from psychology. So there's four of them. Ultimately, we want to all be secure, which is healthy communication style, able to ask for help when needed and can regulate your own emotions. If you are falling under the anxious category, you may be clingy, you may fear abandonment and you may need constant reassurance. The avoidant type is someone who's has difficulty expressing emotions. They tend to emotionally withdraw from others and they're really unwilling to ask for help. And then there's disorganized, which is a really mix of anxious and avoidant. So they incorporate both of those characteristics. They also have a fear of rejection, but difficulty with intimacy. So it's quite confusing there for some of those disorganized. And that's really where I was sitting at the beginning of this. And they also have quite a lot of low self-worth. Now, I was sitting there but didn't realize why. I just had these childhood-like expectations, didn't really understand, thought I was genuinely doing my best, which I was because I wasn't aware of this side of life until I went through all of the things that I really experienced and woke up to some of the realities of the things that I have experienced. However, yeah, I I was then able to, through a healthy connection, be able to now feel secure. And it's a constant work. It's not something that you just, you know, 
have overnight. It's this habit that you create to connect to self that will slowly reparent yourself. So in saying that, I'll go into some more exercises and how we can really start healing. I just want to also share the other tips that I do in order to access this part of us. So the other things that I use is Reiki energy healing, which pops you in the parasympathetic state allows you to fully relax whilst I then potentially muscle test or another avenue I like to take, which is something that I've created, which is a specific inner child meditation where I'm walking you through and we really create a wake mind and at the same time, we're really visualizing. So we take, I take my clients through, um, basically this visualization with the ability for them to have this image of them as a child. It's often, you know, between one and seven that they start to have this image basically come through. I then also use, so we visualize and then we embark on this healing where they're able to visit or see, I guess, the not so happy memories that they may have experienced or they may just see an expression or or a feeling that may come up. And then we also have the other side, which is really beautiful, which is like our fun, creative, innocent side of an inner child or our child-like and how we used to express and all of those beautiful things that we used to do through the innocence of just this deep, inner trust and love and innocence so it's such a beautiful thing to do because we've got the true sides of the coin we've got the you know limiting beliefs and the things that we've created in order to keep ourselves safe which is why we created them so if you went up to someone and they weren't giving you the attention you needed you were so intelligent as a child you may have created a manipulative tactic or you may have created a people-pleasing tactic in order to get that validation and sometimes these parts of us do continue to carry on in our life I still love helping people and doing all the things that I created through that pain however it's about then setting deep boundaries and deep knowing how to really cultivate and use these in a way that you're not getting kind of pushed into like having no energy for yourself and using them in the ways that are not healthy for you And then you've got the other side, which is like your joy and your love and all the things that you may have forgotten that you really love doing. Like who's to say as an adult, you can't go and jump on a swing or ride a bike. Like all of these things are necessary to really start creating and remembering who we truly are authentically. It's really a superpower to be willing to go down this road and see those two coins. So one coin, two sides, right? And then we go into most importantly, like through this experience, we really learn to take our power back as an adult. Now, the other part of this as well is becoming your own protector, becoming your own carer. So having the masculine and feminine energy is really uh, really balanced so that you're also caring and being the leader that you may have needed when you were young. So in ways that we can really start to understand, you know, how to really 
help heal these parts now that we're aware of them is truly just starting to connect to ourselves. So the main things that I like to do as a part of reparenting is the following. So connecting to yourself. Now, on the nervous system episode you may have listened to, I shared the SSSS, the four S's exercise, which is self, secure, soothe, and spirit. Now, going into those and choosing to connect through that exercise. So we ask ourselves, we have this connection with ourselves where we tune in and maybe use the visualization that we saw in the meditation or one that you've been able to find yourself. And we tune in and I place one hand on my heart, one hand on my belly, and I just start to tune into that part. Now, this doesn't have to be difficult. You're not going to hear some child voice. You might but it's really different for everyone. For most people, it's really just connecting to you because your inner child is you and you are your inner child. So it's just that authentic part of you I like to refer to. So we tune in and we start to connect and ask ourselves, you know, what do you need in this moment? And it's really ideal to do this every morning or every night to tune in and say, What do you need? How can I help you? This is the ability to connect to self. The next step is to go into soothing. So this might look like a hug to yourself. It might just look like a nice conversation with yourself to remind yourself that you're safe. The next step is to go into securing ourselves through affirmations like, you know, I am healing. I am safe. Reminding ourselves of those things. Now, As a child, if we were hearing those things constantly and we had this knowing, then you'd find that most of those people are very secure, but there's just not that many. Most people have to go back and do the work. And so then we go to spirit. Now, for me, this is going into praying God, Jesus, universe, for everyone else. It could just be, it could be any of those, but it could also be leaning out to support teams, so psychologists and healers. That's another option there. The other side of that is also just praying to whoever you believe in and having this connection. The idea of having spirit and support there is to ensure that you're also having something to lean on, knowing that you're not alone, because we're really not. And so for some people, maybe it's not a spiritual belief. However, then maybe you want to create a support system or a soul family or someone you can go to in this circumstance if you do need to just ask for that support. And so that leads me to the next one, which is strong boundaries as well. So, you know, we do these connecting exercises. It can be meditation. It can be the practitioner. It can be the visualization. But I love that four-step exercise. I did explain it really well again in the nervous system episode if you want to listen. But it's just this really deep conversation with yourself, creating safety with self, creating conversation And the more you do this, the more it becomes a habit rather than exploding, you will go in and heal and then express and know how to release. 
And so, yes, creating strong boundaries is so important because oftentimes an inner child will people please or be perfectionist, like I mentioned, and it's really important to establish strong boundaries. Now, not in the way that we're rude or we're telling people that they're toxic or going down that path of judgment, but in a way that we just have non-negotiables and values for ourselves. So, one non-negotiable may be that I don't just say yes to everyone. I say yes when it's a life or death or someone really needs me, but I put my mask on first before I put on others. I fill up my cup first before I pour into others. Things like that are non-negotiables. Things like that are your values. Things like that are like strong boundaries. Not this other way because the inner child will want to go to people and say, excuse me, you're too toxic. I'm cutting you off. Now we need to be sure as our adult self to come in through the boundaries and just know that we don't judge others. We were once there too. We were once on that journey to heal too. And we understand that where other people at are not a reflection on us. It's actually a reflection of them. People can only see to the point of what they've experienced in their life, to their trauma. And it's really important to hear when we're dealing with other people and, and our inner child to realize that everyone's just dealing with the same thing. We've all just perceived things differently and then we've created this subconscious mind full of a lot of limiting beliefs and trauma, good and bad. And we're all just really these innocent little children running around (laughs) and unconscious of the unconscious. And so we think that we're just 5% conscious, but we're, I mean, that we're just conscious, but really there's this huge percentage difference of how much is stored in that that subconscious mind or in your inner child or in the ego. And so the next step from setting those strong boundaries is really creating safety. Now, safety in the body comes through the connection. It comes through you setting strong boundaries, but it also comes through, you know, finding things that come for you. Maybe it's a blanket. Maybe it's something warm. Maybe it's a warm tea. And through this, we want you to realize that you're now the masculine. You're now the leader. You're now your mom and dad as an adult. You're able to, you know, be your leader and you're also able to nurture and care for yourself. And so these are the beautiful things that come in when we start to see our past. We start to create this compassion and these protective mechanisms that we wish that we would have known or had someone do that for us in our childhood. And other things that can be really helping, helpful with ground, with safety is grounding and nature and, you know, activities that you used to love and going for a walk and getting fresh air and dancing and singing and all of those beautiful things that make you feel safe. And so all of these steps are really just steps in order to reparent ourselves. And we have the ability now as adults to do that with the awareness that we have in our life. The next step is joy and love, creating more fun in your life. When we look at our inner child and we go and see her and we embrace, sorry, or him or whichever gender, we go and see them and we embrace them. 
we also get to see the medicine that they have, their authentic self. Maybe it's a little smile that you envision or something that you're playing with or doing. Now that's your authentic self, this little child, all of these beautiful things, your creation and the things that you were born with and the things that you loved and the things that you did to help release as well. So all of these beautiful steps are really helpful. So connect to yourself, setting strong boundaries, creating safety and then creating joy and love in your life and just learning all over how to repair yourself. But it starts off again with the triggers, then maybe doing the ACE test, then maybe seeing which attachment styles you have. And then if this is still something that's hard for you to access, then reaching out for support through this. So there really is all of these different ways in order for us to really cultivate and meet this part of ourselves. And I promise you, once you are willing to go there, things are really going to really change for you on so many levels. I promise you, it really is the window into things that are stopping us from living our best life. And so in saying all of this, I want to also remind you guys that this is not our parents' fault in all cases. For some cases, yes, there may have been abuse or, you know, there may be other topics that um, could be holding us back and there are other areas where we should be getting, you know, maybe EMDR therapy or working with a healer, psychologist, all that stuff to help support those areas. But there's also some of us that may see our inner child and then get this deep feeling of maybe anger and things like that and that's super possible to occur now I want to also bring up here so first of all with our parents right they have grown up this way they have passed this on from generation to generation and only now it's becoming something that we need to work on I think our generation truly is cycle breakers of all this overwhelm because it's just come to a point where there's just so much going on and we need to visit it. But this doesn't make our parents bad people and it doesn't make them anything less. It's just how we've gone on for generations to generations. However, our generation is waking up and willing to go down the path to meet these parts of ourselves, to heal them and then to manifest our dream lives, which then heals the collective consciousness as well. So it's a really incredible part of our lives and it can really help you see why you're stuck in patterns of the same thing. For me, I was stuck in illness. For me, I was stuck in self-hate. And so I was able to break through these by visiting her and becoming my own parent rather than worrying about outside validation. Now, back to the guilt and the things that could arise. This is where you create a healthy regulation and releasing of the anger, the sadness, anything that you're holding on to in the body. 
And we do this by healthy releasing. So singing, shouting into a pillow, maybe crying, um, punching lightly into a pillow to release the anger that's stored in the body. I like to look at it as like a debt system that's just added up over time and the body's like literally overpouring. It needs our support at releasing and no more suppressing. People use suppressing things like food or alcohol or punishment on themselves versus feeling our emotions. And so it's a really crucial way to start releasing and letting go of these stories that are stopping you that maybe could even be stopping you from getting well because of a belief because of something that's happened and yes our limiting beliefs do happen throughout our life it's not just in this period however from zero to seven we've created the initial subconscious and then we've gone out and and then started to create the same patterns through every area of our life so you can see that the root is the zero to seven and maybe then we found bad relationships bad anything else but the root is this initial core belief that was created because your little girl your little boy whichever gender you are was really creating a certain thought and really internalize that and now this has been your belief system which has then created all the scenarios really that are in our life and that's my true belief around this area and I've only seen people expand after being willing to go there now this is not something where you can have one session or even do my 10-week program and be completely transformed unless you do the work it has to be a habit it has to be a daily task it has to be as important as brushing your teeth washing your hair having a shower going to the toilet it has to be a priority and the more you put in that effort the less that you'll have to do I spend a couple of minutes on it or I do it between each client just to clear my energy and and call back anything that was lost through that time and just to, you know, feel feel aligned and, and connect to myself. And so over time, it's become a habit for me to do that. Whereas before, I would literally explode at people. I would cut people off. I would stop being friends with people. I would, and this is also necessary sometimes for boundaries, but I would be deeply, deeply hurt. All of it came back to what happened to me in my childhood. And then I saw it all and I was like, wow. You know, and we also have two choices here. We also have the choice of victimization which I don't recommend you go down. I went down that path when I saw it and I felt it and I was like, oh, poor me. And look, all those feelings could arise and that's where we release and we let go. But there's also this beautiful path where you can choose to be compassionate and empathetic to yourself and you can choose to be your new leader and your new carer for yourself. It's just about meeting you. There's not a perfect position to sit in. It's just cultivating that visualization and then coming up with the rest and your truth and then becoming your own healer. And it allows you to then have compassion for yourself, which is self-love, which is turning the empathy within, not without. So it's such a special area. And these are all the different ways to meet yourself. And so... 
yeah, if you could just go away today and start observing your triggers, start connecting to yourself and start playing and enjoying and creating, slowly things will start to come together. And it really is a process of tears, laughter, but most of all, it's meeting yourself. And then through meeting yourself and your authentic self again, you can really manifest your mission, your dream, your purpose without all these fears that are coming up for you. And even judgment for others and realizing who we really are and what we value and what we love in our life. And so it's a really uh, beautiful way to do that. And so in saying all of this, all we need to do is practice doing the four S's five minutes a day, start creating this connection and avoid the self-sabotage and the exploding. It also requires, you know, the release and the regulation and the rest and the compassion for ourselves. Super important. We really, really need to release that pain that could be coming up. And yeah, it's just such a, it's a beautiful topic, but I really want to remind you of those two things. This is no one else's fault. Our parents had conditioning and they did the best to love us and they had their own reasons. And yes, there could be abuse, which can come into free will, which is not okay. And sometimes we need to get grief and, and support, um, to release that on that deeper level of trauma. However, and bullying and things like that, like that is free will and not okay. And we need to release that sometimes. Yet it's not who you are. And who's to say it's, it should be following you through anymore. Yes, those things cause little traumas in our body, but we can release them when we see them for what they are. It's really just another child or an innocent person that's just projected onto you something that they're feeling about themselves. And when we see the world like that, that we can really take a step back and be like, wow, we really are all innocent children just trying to fill our cup and not knowing how to validate ourselves. And this is how you do it. You meet the parts of you, you connect to yourself and you become your own leader and your own carer. And yeah. It's not an easy task, but it becomes a habit and it can align you to your highest timeline. So I hope this answers your question. I'm sure I'll do more on the inner child because there's so much more to it, but I just wanted to be as clear and concise around how and why and what we do to really cultivate and meet this part of ourselves because our inner child is our creation and our happy place and and our purpose and our authentic self. And it's important for them to be alive in you and not shut down and repressed. So sending you all so much love, bless, and be sure to be on my emailing list. I have a free nervous system reset coming. And if you're on there, I'll be sure to send that to you first. Bless, love and light. I love you all. I want you to remember that we've got this and that you've got this. And if you run with your scars rather than using them as an excuse, life can be truly abundant. 
Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. The show notes can be found in the link of my bio of my Instagram, Bianca's Holistic Way, along with free chronic illness support groups and all of my offerings and services. If you liked this episode, please leave me a five-star review so others can find this podcast too. And if you know someone who may relate, please feel free to share it with them as well. Thank you so much for being on this journey with me. Bless, and I will speak to you just so soon.